for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sitting four feet from me is Kevin. <laughs> Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Excited to be here. Oh, man, you and me both, brother. It's good to have you. And we got some real hard questions from the Bible trivia. So you know what, brother? We're just going to get that out of the way right now, all right? And uh, I think it's really hard. What's the name of the second book of the Bible? Oh, boy. Uh, Maccabees or no? Exodus. (laughs) So we know that there's no uh, canonical book called Maccabees. He's just picking uh, hey, folks, listen, we've been cruising along on the life of Christ, and uh, we're starting out today, and we always start with something about PTSD and what God's Word has to say about it. And there's a word that came to my mind as I was looking around today. I was just telling Kevin a couple minutes ago about understanding. Understanding is a word that's very important to us, especially those of us who are stuck in the things of life. And, you know, I'm just going one verse on this, Kevin. I'm going to talk about it so we can move forward. Uh, uh, but I love 1 Corinthians. I love, you know, we remember, folks, that the first letter to the Church of Corinth, it wasn't written because they're having a good time over there. It's not written because they're doing a good job for God. It's written in a church that Paul planted saying, you guys are goofier than the day is long. You're more messed up than a soup sandwich. And uh, But the word I want to talk to you about is understanding. And that's what Paul is, the God is using Paul to talk to the church at Corinth a couple thousand years ago and to talk to us today, no matter where we are. And, and the Bible says, brethren, be not children in understanding. And, you know, as Christians, it's so easy. Uh, you know, uh, I think Billy Graham once said Christianity in America today, he was back in the 1960s, is five miles long and two inches deep. And uh, folks, that's because of our understanding. So listen to that verse again, be not children in understanding, how be it in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men and understand be great grown up and understanding put on your big boy and your big girl pants and understanding it's time to show up Kevin that's what God's word is saying yeah understanding is so important in this matter of uh, PTSD because uh, it's easy when you get whacked with some affliction or someone mistreats you it's easy to say well this is my pass to get just kind of loud and forceful and and stand up for my rights and self-protection and that kind of thing and while fight or flight is part of the response that's happening we need to still maintain our understanding you know nebuchadnezzar he lost his mind for a while and it says then my understanding returned and he praised god but um but proverbs 14 verse 29 says he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. So being slow to wrath is the is the gonna be the watchword when you're going through trauma because when you get hasty of spirit, you you you, you just kind of say, Well, here's my time to 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 care for me. You know, I've I've been a, I've tried to care for my husband. I hear this over and over. Tried, you know, I gave all to him. He abused it. He lied. He had a woman on the side. Whatever happened, 
then they say, well, now's my time. It's me. Well, that really is not a good understanding that is needed at this time because um, he this hasty of spirit exalt follow. You can make mistakes and cert- when you're hasty, and then certainly if you if you chase that thing down, you know, just keep running with it to the point that um, you say, I'm just going to be all about me, and I'm going to get on Facebook. I'm going to just kind of broadcast my grief to everyone. You, those things are going to come back on you because yeah. you're going to sow things that will. That, are, that, that you're going to have to explain later on. Plus, burning bridges behind you is not going to enable you to go back and and have healthy relationships where some idiot that abused you ruined the relationships. You want to just drop a gear, you know, go into granny low, as it were, with your transmission of your life and say, I'm just going to plow slowly, tread lightly uh, in the fear of the Lord with great understanding and watch what God does. Amen. Isn't that good? I said I wasn't going to give another verse, but I can't help it. In the limbs, <laughs> in the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void in understanding. Folks, don't let God pull out the rod. Here we find ourselves mm. in the book of John. Understanding. Live that word today. You know, read the Bible today. Play it in the background like Kevin was saying yesterday. Put that. It's a Thursday. Thursday is Bible day. I think every day is Bible (laughs) day. But we find ourselves in the book of John, continuing on with the life of Christ, trying to get to know Christ more, trying to put more of Christ in our life. The more we put him in, the more the bad stuff leaves. We're trying to focus in on that. We're trying to cruise along. And we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 12. But I want to say this first. Kevin brought up a good point. Years ago, there was a preacher. So a friend of mine named uh, Daryl Wood pastored her church, Palmetto Baptist Church of Columbia, South Carolina. And my father in the faith, Dave Morose, he didn't, he didn't lead me to the Lord, but he raised me as a preacher in Heidelberg, Germany. His sending church was uh, um, Palmetto Baptist Church of Columbia, South Carolina. And the pastor at that time, the church has joined on with another church at this point, but the pastor at that time was Daryl Wood. Daryl's in heaven now, but he had a weird call on his life. He took care of a Bible professor named Dale Sells. And Dale Sells was known for memorizing the entire Bible and doing all kinds. Every preachers would come in from all over South Carolina every Thursday just to hear what the guy had to teach on and preach on and give out books. Sometimes he'd give people a hundred dollar bill a piece. He was a millionaire. His father was a senator. They owned a bunch of land in Tennessee. Just a great man who loved people. And I'll never forget, I was there one Thursday and someone asked him, they said, uh, Dr. Sells, they said, I'm thinking about preaching on such and such, but I really don't understand it. What would you do? And I'll never forget what Dr. Sell said, he said, if I don't understand something, I don't preach on it. Folks, listen, understanding is important. We find ourselves in the book of John chapter 12 and verse number 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he found a young ass, a a little donkey, set there on as it is written, Written, Fear not, daughter of Sion, behold, thy king cometh, sitteth on the ass's colt. These things understand not his disciples at first, 
But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things which were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. You see, there's a triumphal entry and disciples and Pharisees and all kinds of people are saying, uh, Lord, when we want you to come into Jerusalem, when we want you to come into the city, when we want you to come into an area, we want to have ballistic warheads strategically pointed at the temples and where the Pharisees are having coffee. Hit the diner down there. Hit old uh, Hebrew diner down there. Take these people out. Uh, but there's a symbolism there. There's a symbolism of the palm branches. Uh, as they shouted, there's symbolism. So the use of palm branches declare that Jesus is king of Israel and it had significant messianic symbolism. It's in the Old Testament. Here's God. He's fulfilling the prophecy, Kevin. He, exactly what was said is exactly what's happening. But the world doesn't want to hear what God wants to happen. You see, we live in a place where we want God uh, to fit into us instead of us to fit into God. Mm. Boy, that's so true. And the, the, the prophecy was so astronomically impossible to fulfill and stacked on top of that prophecy, get this, so God had told us in his word in the Old Testament that, um, you know, thy king cometh, Hosanna, and all that kind of thing. The king cometh sitting upon a colt in the fold of an ass. And But it's interesting also on an individual level that Jesus himself, in this particular historical event, had told his disciples, I looked it up, in, uh, it's recorded in several of the Gospels, the other Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. In, uh, for instance, Mark 11, verse 2, he say, Jesus saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied where a never man sat. Loose him and bring him. So Jesus had told his disciples to get the thing set up, and, and so prophecy was being fulfilled. But also, on another layer, digging down even deeper, Jesus had told his own real-time disciples on earth at that time, go, and this is what you're going to find. And he said in verse 3, And if any man say unto you, Why do you this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And uh, and so that's exactly what happened. Certain of them that stood there said unto them, Why do ye? What do ye? Loosing the colt. And, uh, and it says... Uh, they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded. So it was a miniature prophecy given specifically to the disciples that were very close to him was fulfilled, as well as this massive prophecy. Yeah, boy, that sneaks right up on you. And, you know, here's this massive uh, prophecy, as Kevin saying, this triumphal entry. And, and what what would Jesus enter in our life? What do we do? And how do we acknowledge him as our King and Savior? Think about that. We'll be right back with you. We got to let these radio stations do what they got to do. Don't go anywhere. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
You know, there's a lot of joy and praise out of putting those palm branches down and yelling Hosanna. It's a joyful time. It's a time that's triumphant. It's a time to worship God. And, you know, and I, and I asked the question just before we went to break is, how do we personally acknowledge Jesus as our King and Savior in our life? What are we doing? What's the overt thing we're doing to show people that? And, 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 and you know, Kevin, this other thing that just grabbed my mind while you were talking a minute ago is we started the day and we used the word understanding. And I am so thankful that the longer I live, the longer I listen to radio broadcasts like this, the longer I study the Bible, the longer I dig into things, that my spiritual uh, thoughtfulness, that my spiritual understanding, it's deepened. It grows. Something's happening in my life. And, and, and folks, I don't know about you, but I want to have, I want to know the signs of God's second coming. I want to know the signs of God in my life. I want to know what God has to say about the church I'm going to. I want to know about what I should be doing with my brothers and sisters for Christ. I want to know. I want it to be so deep. I want to know when something happens in Israel that the Bible tells me to pray for Israel, that mm. the Bible tells me that God. God has protected Israel. We need to understand these things. There's a, there's a time, Kevin, where understanding, uh, it, it needs to grow. It needs to be a daily thing. If, if we know the same thing about God that we knew yesterday, I think we're backsliding. Mm. Boy, you just touched on s some really applicable things I'm, in my life because, um, yeah, we need to be tuned in to God's frequency kind of like the disciples in real time, they, they would get these little prophecies where Jesus said, okay, go to the upper room. You'll find it already set up, you know, so you'll, and, and they went and it was there. And same thing with the cult. You'll find a guy and he's going to say this, and you're going to say this, and, and, and it's just going to work out fine. And, um, you know, I want to be tuned in, especially in these last days. You know, we are in trauma, traumatizing times. And, um when Jesus gave the prophecies of the traumatizing times to come in, uh, in Matthew chapter 24 and 25, for instance, he said, when you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, you know that the end, the, the, the end thereof is nigh or something like that. And um, the, the, the Christians that were in Jerusalem uh, approximately 37 years after he gave that prophecy, they they witnessed that taking place. And the Christians, remember, it was the destruction of Jerusalem. It was God's judgment on, on an unbelieving nation. And when the judgment fell, God not only had given a prophecy, um, which in its when it's in its near fulfillment was fulfilled in 70 AD. By the way, the far fulfillment is going to be during the Great Tribulation, which might just be around the corner. And that's why it's applicable. But when Jesus gave that near fulfillment, the Christians in 70 AD before Jerusalem fell knew that there was something up. And so God gave them a real time individualized, as it were, customized prophecy and said, this is the time. And the disciples that were in Jerusalem when it was surrounded by Titus the Roman, it is said historically that they all f f uh, made a flight to Pella, which is beyond Jordan, 
the Jordan River over in the land of Jordan now, they made a flight. In other words, they fled. Well, how did they get out of the city of Jerusalem that was surrounded? Well, the answer is they were tuned in to God and watching in his word what Jesus had said, and it seemed like the Lord, historically it said, the Lord came through either with an angel or something, kind of a real-time, you know, big-time need to deliver them and let them know, get ready to go. And sure enough, the Roman Empire, excuse me, the Romans, uh, the armies that compass the city pulled away one night. Every Christian during that pull away of the Roman army made a safe escape so that when Jerusalem fell and was totally destroyed and all those Jews sadly died, not one Christian is said perished. Why? Because they had one eye on the word and the other eye on a real-time relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And uh, far reaching in our lives. And I was thinking of the crowd as you were talking, Kevin, and you were talking about our lives and different things going on. I, in my mind, I always, it's the ADHD, but it's, it's something to think about here. Imagine being in the crowd with the palms, the Hosanna, mm-hmm. the Lord coming in and, and, and imagine, uh, what's going on in the thought path. I hope we get to see that in heaven. And, uh, but you know, we, we have a responsibility, I think, Kevin, as we're reading through this and talking about this as people, and those of you who are listening to our voices right now on the radio, I think we all have a responsibility, not only to uh, know what the word prophecy means, but to look at what prophecy called for in the Bible. If you want to deepen your understanding, as we talked about, if you want to continue growing, I mean, prophecy is real, right? And, and God fulfilled the, the Lord Jesus Christ, I think, fulfilled 320 something prophecies in his lifetime. And, 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 you know, like 17 in one day, you know, you want to, uh, you want to have some spiritual flexing in your life, study those out. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, the problem here with the disciples, in many cases, as we go through the book of John, we go through the synoptics, the gospels, whatever the case may be, one of the biggest problems is there's a lack of understanding with the disciples. Mm -hmm. There's a lack, and and, you know, in defense of them, Kevin, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not carrying around a Moroccan leather-bound Bible with them, you know, but they they do have the Word of God, capital W, with them, but there's a lack of understanding. Now, we don't have an excuse today, right? Right. No, we don't. We have light, and where light, much light is given, much is we are responsible for much. Much is required. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- that's why it's important. When Jesus said, you know, the works that I do, greater works shall you do b- because I go to my Father. He's saying when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, that Spirit is going to be able to do through us more things and for us more things than even the living Lord did right next to us because the living Lord will be inside of us. And part of that is illumination. So the disciples over and over, you read where they said, why are you speaking in parables? Why? You know, we don't understand this. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if thou be Christ, tell us plainly. And, um, you know, sometimes the lost Jews ask that, but sometimes the disciples ask that, you know, let us know. And um, there are those times where the Lord had to say, don't you understand how long have I been with you? So they were short of understanding and long in questions, but we should be, you know, to the point where we have a, a hunger 
from for the word that's in our heart, this hunger that's in our heart, that when we read the word, we're saying, Lord, open my eyes. I want to I want to understand some things. I don't like this lack of understanding. I feel clueless. Uh, for instance, the blessing that comes, I was just thinking about this cult that we're reading about today, the, the C-O-L-T, whereon never man sat. So, you know, there's a little bit of understanding we can get just looking at that. It's, we are like the cult where on never man sat. We're the wild, unbroken, uh, you know, brute beast. But when Jesus sat on us, you know, rides us, as it were, when Jesus comes into our life and takes charge, takes the reins of our life, yeah. um, it says, uh, you know, Jesus said that the Lord hath need of him. So we should be able to say, Lord, this is a different experience for me. So this is the understanding I'm getting. Just looking at this, Lord, you have need of me. And if you have need of me, take the reins. I am no longer mine. I would rather be used, though I've never, you know, I've never been one to be used before for fear of abuse. Now, Lord, please use me because you have need of me. Yeah, that word Hosanna literally means blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, bless you, Lord. Bless you. Hosanna, Hosanna. Make today a day of understanding. Make today a, a day of Hosanna. Serving God, being blessed, accepting that blessing. Toughest thing in life, folks, you can be given any gift at all, but unless you open that gift and use it, it's of no value to you. Use mm. God in your life. Allow him to grow you. Grab a deeper understanding. Understanding so important. Remember, Thursday's Bible Day and so's Friday, so come back tomorrow and we'll be glad. It's great that we get this opportunity to be broadcast on your radios. We'll talk with you real soon. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.